Listeners, we want to tell you about a Reformed Baptist publishing company, Free Grace Press. Free Grace Press is firmly committed to the gospel of Jesus Christ and biblical truth as expressed by the historic Reformed confessions, such as the 1689 London Baptist Confession. They seek to propagate books and tracts that are spiritually inspirational, doctrinally educational, and practically helpful for the Church of God. We want to encourage you to support this ministry by purchasing their products. So you can learn more about them at freegracepress.com. Again, that is Free Grace Press. The Covenant Podcast exists to equip listeners with theological content from a 1689 Baptist perspective. We pray you find this resource edifying, faithful to Scripture, and Christ-exalting. Now, let's get started. Welcome to the Covenant Podcast. Jimmy Johnson here with my co-host, Austin McCormick. This episode, we're just going to be reflecting upon 2020 and, and the podcast as, as we have done it this past year and things we have done and some of our favorite episodes. But before we jump into that and goals following that for 2021, uh, I want Austin to read us Psalm 136. Here it is. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of hosts, or the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who by understanding made the heavens, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who made the great lights, for his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day, for his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and stars to rule over the night, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, for his steadfast love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them, for his steadfast love endures forever. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea in two, for his steadfast love endures forever, and made Israel pass through the midst of it, for his steadfast love endures forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who struck down great kings, for his steadfast love endures forever, and killed mighty kings, for his steadfast love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, for his steadfast love endures forever, and Og, king of Bashan, for his steadfast love endures forever, and gave their land as a heritage, for his steadfast love endures forever, a heritage to Israel his servant, for his steadfast love endures forever. It is he who remembered us in our low estate, for his steadfast love endures forever, and rescued us from our foes, for his steadfast love endures forever. He who gives food to all flesh, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven, for his steadfast love endures forever. Yeah, one of the reasons that I wanted us to read that psalm and then what we're going to do immediately following this is because I want you to be encouraged. 
God's love does endure forever. He is ever faithful to his covenant. He, he is good. He loves and protects his people. He provides for them. And no matter what has taken place this year in your life, whether it be good or bad, God's love remains a constant as God himself remains a constant. Um, the next thing that I, I want to read to us, unless, do you have anything to add, Austin? No. The next thing I want us to just read and reflect and take comfort in before we get into our goals is just a reminder of where our hope lies. Our hope doesn't ultimately lie in all the goals we complete or check off or in in all the accomplishments that we make, even though we, we set goals and, and we may meet them. Our hope ultimately lies somewhere else. Hercules Collins poses a question at the beginning of his Orthodox Catechism, and it says, what is your only comfort in life and in death? And his answer is this, that both in soul and body, whether I live or die, I am not my own, but belong wholly unto my most faithful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. By his most precious blood, fully satisfying for all my sins, he has delivered me from the power of the devil and so preserves me that without the will of my heavenly father, not so much as a hair may fall from my head. Yes, all things must serve for my safety and by his spirit. Also, he assures me of everlasting life and makes me ready and prepared that from now on I may live to him. The motivation, as, as we talked in our last episode about Richard Baxter, the motivation for obedience for the Christian is not our justification. I mean, in order to earn it, rather. But instead, the motivation for our obedience is gratitude for what Christ has accomplished. It's, it comes from an understanding and a delight in the fact that God loves us in his son and that he has given his son for us to redeem us from sin, to, to release us from the power of Satan, to grant us eternal life, to pardon us of our iniquity. And that's where our hope comes from. Your hope comes from whether or not you belong to Christ and, and nothing more or nothing less. If you belong to Christ, you have hope in both life and in death. You have hope when you stumble or backslide. You have hope when, when circumstances are, are not good and life seems to be at war with you, you have hope because you belong to Christ and he will never let you go. And he has given you his spirit to, to enable you and preserve you, but also to enable you, enable you to live your life unto him. Do you have any thoughts or reflections upon that concept, Austin? No, not at all. None, huh? No, nothing but amen. And, and I'm encouraged for by the encouragements that you've set forth to our listeners. So let's, let's go and move into to some of the stuff that we're going to talk about, Austin. What, what have been some of your favorite episodes that we've had the opportunity to record in 2020? Well, uh, I guess I can start pre-COVID. It doesn't even feel like it was in 2020 because it seems like it's so long ago. But I believe it was in February. Um, we did an episode on the plurality of elders, 
leading congregations uh, with Phil Newton. And that conversation was uh, not only very edifying, it was a good resource that I could share with my church as I try to lead our church in this direction. Um, I thought he did a very good job of making a biblical case uh, for the three terms that are used interchangeably that teach the plurality of eldership in the church and something that um, at least I know that my church is uh, unfamiliar with unless or until I had taught it to them in passing. Um, I hope to do more of that when I preach through Timothy or some of the other uh, pastoral epistles. But uh, so the conversation with Phil Newton was very encouraging and not only the podcast episode, but Phil Newton's encouragement to Jimmy and I afterwards as younger pastors that are plotting and are trying to lead our churches in this direction was uplifting and needful at that moment. Uh, This isn't in order, but one of the more recent episodes that we did was on the doctrine of the Trinity with James Dalzal. And um, it was very encouraging just to hear about God for a solid hour. Um, We recorded with him on a Monday morning, uh, Sunday. I had preached myself empty, and Monday I was just kind of preacher-tired and kind of discouraged about some of the events that were happening at our church. And just to hear James Dalzell set my attention on God as he told me about God for an hour in the context of our podcast really gave me hope and encouragement that uh, God is not a means to an end. He is the end itself. So the Doctrine of the Trinity episode with James Dalzell, I think it was actually, we split that into two parts. That was really um, edifying and enriching for my soul. Um, Another one that was tremendous, I thought, was the Law and the Gospel episode with Tom Hicks. Uh, Tom Hicks and John DeVito have since started their own podcast to do continual episodes on the law and the gospel. So we recommend the Modern Merriman podcast to you. But in that 30 minutes that Tom Hicks shared with us, he gives us uh, very clear and distinct answers on distinctions of the law and the gospel and the functions of the law and the gospel. And I've been able to share uh, this episode with people in my church that have had questions about this topic. So uh, that was a good episode that I would say is one of my favorites. And then uh, I mentioned John DeVito. I'll mention him again. Our episode with him on family worship was also very um, helpful for me, Um, showed me my previous shortcomings and how I even continue to uh, fail occasionally to lead my family in family worship. But has taught me the importance of, of trying to lead my family in the home, teaching them scripture, singing with them, and praying with them. And my daughter is just over a year old now, and I hope to, in the coming months, begin some kind of a catechism with her whenever she becomes more vocal. And uh, I have a interest to do so, particularly because of the episode that we did with John DeVito. So, Jimmy, these are four episodes that I've chosen that I thought were uh, some of my favorites. Jimmy, what were some of your favorite episodes as you begin to reflect upon 2020? Well, I have two that are that are pre-COVID, and, and they were actually the two interviews that we did in person rather than over the internet. And the first one was our interview with James Renahan, 
when we discussed Nehemiah Cox. It, it was good to hear a, a biography of Nehemiah Cox as, as the man who, who prior to that, I knew something about. I had read a little bit about him. I had read some of his works, particularly his, his discourse on the covenants. Um, and I also had been introduced to the fact that he, he likely was one of the main editors of the 1689 Confession. And it was good to hear about a man who had a great amount of influence on, on me, even if I wasn't aware of it, as I read the 1689 Confession. And, and to hear that he was a faithful pastor and man, as well as just an interesting guy. I mean, somewhat of a Baptist Renaissance man. I mean, he was a medical doctor. But also, he was a pastor theologian who Baptists called upon to to write and respond to to errors, but also to write things to teach the church, not just polemically against those who oppose Baptists, but also to write positive works and and also a sermon on elders and deacons. Since Austin brought up that podcast episode where we talked with Phil Newton, is an excellent treatment of that that work. The next ep- episode that I enjoyed was our interview with Tom Nettles. And we did this in person at the Cary Fuller Conference down in Mississippi. I believe that they are, they are having one again this year. So if you're in the area or you want to travel, I encourage you to check out the Cary Fuller Conference. It's an awesome conference where you get to meet with people. And we got to meet with the church historian par excellence as it goes with Baptist. And he he talked with us about James P. Boyce. It, w- it was a very thorough interview. He gave very thorough answers. He dealt with the subject that, that is so pressing in our day, or rather it's asked so often about Boyce's views of slavery. Um, and, and I believe he gave a, a robust and an, an honest answer. Um, to it. So I, I commend that episode to anyone who's listening, as well as uh, both him and Dr. Renahan were just very, very humble men and enjoyable to to interview in person. And and the fact that they, they, they graced us with that on the spot because we didn't contact them beforehand was just just a great, great privilege that that I enjoyed. The final episode, and truth be told, I enjoyed all the episodes that we did, but these are three that that really stood out to me and were particularly encouraging to me. The final one, I wasn't even interviewing. Um, rather, I just listened to this episode and it was the episode with Richard Barcelos on the doctrine of the Trinity and creation. I, I read that book. It was a great book, but the interview was was excellent and I was very encouraged. And much like the episode that that Austin mentioned with James Dolzell on the Trinity, the Trinity and creation episode with Richard Barcelos. It was just nice to hear an episode about God and, and, and to glory in that fact and, and really to, to appreciate that creator creature distinction that we must uphold in our minds and our hearts to have a, a biblical and, and therefore accurate view of God. It's, it's so essential. That, that pastors understand that, that Christians understand that distinction. And, and when we give that up, 
we are liable to to dive deep into some major, major errors, not only theologically speaking, but also as that theology works itself out into worship and life, it, it will have great ramifications. To make God less than what he is, is is very dangerous. So people should be very, very careful. So those are some of the episodes that I would recommend. Austin, we're going to move and and talk about goals a little bit. Um, how about you start us off? If if you have any of your goals from last year that you completed, feel free to mention them. If if not, just tell us what what are your goals for this next year and and why? Why have you set them? Before I move on to goals, I just want to say thank you to all of our uh, people that have podcasted with us over the last year. We've had the opportunity to podcast in person with five people uh, in particular. So Jimmy mentioned uh, Tom Nettles, uh, James Renahan. We did one with Jake Stone also on uh, church history. And then we did a in-person episode at CBTS with mm-hmm. uh, Tom Hicks and Dr. Chris Holmes. So thank you all for podcasting in person with us. And thank Amen. you to Amen. all of our uh, interviewees for getting on the internet with us to podcast with us. And thank you listeners, of course. Um, but now on to some of the goals that we had for 2020. Um, one of the biggest burdens that I had as someone that was going to be in the pulpit every single week or nearly every single week was uh, knowing the biblical language of the passage that I was going to be preaching from. So I preached through the gospel of Mark through um, 2020, or at least the first half of it. I'm still in it. And my uh, proficiency in Greek was very, very limited. One of my biggest goals was to make great strides and to the glory of God. Um, The Lord has allowed me to achieve that goal. Uh, I'm thankful for one of my church members that has met with me every week to read through the Greek New Testament. I was able to work my way through basics of biblical Greek and going Greek, at least the vocab of going deeper with the Greek New Testament. And I am much more comfortable reading large chunks of the New Testament in Greek. So I want to praise God that he um, has allowed me to do that. Um, Another goal that I had was to make great strides in my degree program at Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. At that time, I had completed zero courses, although I was enrolled in two courses. And now, uh, in the degree program I am in, I only have two classes left until I graduate with uh, my Master of Arts in Pastoral Studies. So I intend to uh, graduate uh, that program this year. But moving on, um, I 2020 allowed me the privilege to be a father and learn fatherhood for the first time. And um, I am grateful that I think I have been able to love my daughter um, and show her that I care for her and and love my wife. One of the goals that I had was to go on dates with my wife, Um, just her and I. It hasn't happened very often, but uh, I think we have been diligent to spend much family time together. And I'm very appreciative that the Lord has afforded me that privilege. Uh, other than that, I had a goal that really started after we did the podcast, and I think it actually is going to be something that I try to do each year, and that was to emphasize on one particular Baptist and his life and his writings and his works and 
because of the Keech class later in the year, I became interested in Keech even before we went and took the class with him. And then with the Keech class that we went to in Owensboro in September, uh, my interest for Keech just increased tremendously. So um, one of my goals will be to have one particular Baptist that I focus upon throughout the year. So um, these are some of my goals. I believe I accomplished most of them. I don't have them all written down, but uh, Jimmy, what were some of your goals that you had? Yeah, I I had several. I don't remember which ones I actually mentioned on the episode, but here are some of the ones that I had. I wanted to begin discipling two men one-on-one every week, and I've done that. I've been meeting a couple of guys uh, one-on-one every single week. We are going through the curriculum that I'm writing on or editing on that takes us through the 1689 Confession as well as what is popularly called the Keech's Catechism, but Keech didn't write it. So we've been going through that, and that's been a very, very rewarding experience for for me. And and I've had some really good conversation with, with some young men in my church. Um, they're young. They're older than I am, but they're still young men as, as far as most people are concerned. But we've really enjoyed going through that together and, and ultimately talking about God and his his word. Another thing that I or goal that I had, I believe, was to do more pastoral visitation. And I have I've done that um, a lot more than than what you might expect during COVID. COVID has definitely made that that a challenge, but I made my goals before COVID happened and I intended to keep them in some way, shape or fashion. So, I mean, I've made a lot more calls this year than I had made ever before, but I've also, when given the opportunity, been able to visit with people in person and just go to their homes, learn about them. And and I'd be remiss, I, I did forget one of my other episodes and it, it probably had the most bearing immediately on my life. And that was the episode with Bennett Rogers on J.C. Ryle and J.C. Ryle's approach to pastoral ministry and, and particularly his care for both the homebound and, and things like that have, have really, it really hit home with me. So I, I really made that an, an effort, an intentional effort and goal in my pastoral ministry. I also wanted to read through a lot of the church fathers and or some of those popular works by by the early church fathers and patristics and I've I've done that. I've I've read several of them over the course of this year. And then one of the big goals was I had learned Greek and I had learned Hebrew, but I didn't know biblical Aramaic. So I wanted to go through basics of biblical Aramaic, memorize the vocab and get proficient enough to where I can can pretty much sight read all three languages of the Bible and praise be to God that that's happened. Um, I'm able to read all three of those biblical languages and, and Aramaic. I'm definitely slower than the other two, but hey, I'll get there. But I've, I was able to get through that book and memorize memorize that vocab as well as some of the grammatical terms. And, and I just I encourage Austin, but I encourage all those who are pastors or anyone who's given the opportunity to learn the biblical languages to to give yourself to it, especially especially if you're a pastor. It is, at least for me, it is one of the most valuable tools in in my arsenal, whether it be preaching or or even counseling. And and now that I've gotten to where I I have 
I'm proficient enough to where I can sight read it. I'm not saying I'm a scholar on it by any means, um, but I'm proficient to where I can sight read it quickly enough to where I can do it or read it during my quiet time. And, and that is really a treasure. It's, it, it's a thing that, that really excites me to be able to do that and pick up on things. Um, as for other goals that I had last year, one of them I, I know was to have a date night with my wife every month. And, and sadly, like Austin, that does not happen nearly as often as I wanted to. I mean, COVID struck, so that, that kind of closed down a lot of options that we had had prior to that, as well as potential babysitters because no one wanted to watch someone else's kids during that time. Um, but I also had my, my second child. But with that said, I have been able, having finished seminary, I think that was one of my goals to finish my MDiv. I did do that. Praise the Lord. And I have been able to spend more time with my family. And that's, that's been a rich, a rich thing. And, and I'm excited for Austin as his, his daughter learns how to talk and, and they can begin going through catechism. It, it is a thrilling experience to hear, hear your young child who, who can hardly speak in full sentences begin memorizing catechism questions and, and be able to answer them with proficiency. So I commend you in that, Austin, and, and I commend all those with children, young or older. It's never too late to start. So, so keep doing that. But those are some of my goals that I had last year and that I that I completed. I mean, the one that I wish I would have been more diligent on was more more time with my wife. And and that one will probably carry over into next year as something that I that I strive to do. With that said, what what are some of your goals for next year, Austin, and why? Well, I'm just matching these up with uh, my 2020 goals. So if making great strides in Greek was my 2020 goal, then I would like to make great strides in biblical Hebrew in 2021. And some ways that I intend to do that is by meeting with a brother in my church once a week. We're working through Jonah. We've already started um, I, in my free time and working through basics of biblical Hebrew. I intend, maybe we'll see, to uh, take biblical Hebrew at CBTS uh, in the fall. And so I also intend to do Quizlet flashcards on my phone for vocab, other various things. I just have this burden. I'm preaching through the Psalter on Sunday night, and I don't know biblical Hebrew. So it is a burden for me that I don't know the language, and I really would like to. And um, after having learned much Greek and being able to sight read in my quiet time, like Jimmy said, it is so rewarding. And I also commend pastors that if you can, you should. So go ahead and strive uh, to learn the languages to the glory of God. Uh, another goal, I mentioned Keech was kind of my 2020 particular Baptist figure. I desire to make Andrew Fuller my 2021 dead spiritual mentor. I, uh, I have done an episode with you on Fuller. You've wrote some articles for um, Covenant Confessions, but... I know just the basics about the man, and so some ways that I desire to accomplish that goal, I have um, Michael Haken's 
newest book with H&E on reading Andrew Fuller. I have the complete works of Andrew Fuller on Logos. And of course, I have the resources that you or that I just mentioned that you have provided for the Covenant Media. And I know that there are a ton of others out there, including the Andrew Fuller study at uh, CBT or SBTS. So I desire to make Andrew Fuller uh, my dead spiritual mentor for 2021. Another one is my goals at CBTS. Um, Lord willing, I should graduate with my Master of Arts and Pastoral Studies this year. And I desire to make great strides towards my Master of Divinity program. And um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm preaching through the Gospel of Mark right now at my church. Um, we just kind of hit a halfway point starting 2021. So Lord willing, maybe we'll finish it by the end of this year. Um, I really desire that my church will have a great grasp and understanding of who is Jesus and what is the gospel. Um, and then building off of the gospel of Mark, Lord willing, perhaps we may start first Timothy after that. And so I hope to ground my church in a biblical doctrine of ecclesiology and show them the importance of having a robust doctrine of the church and how it affects our lives. Um, and then going along with that, one of the biggest goals that I have at my church, my whole pastorate here, is to lead my church in the direction of a regenerate church membership. There has been talks about starting to do this, cleaning up membership roles, um, to the glory of God, I would thoroughly rejoice if he would answer my prayer to bring about a regenerate church membership in our congregation. So for our church, that is one of our bigger goals, or my bigger goals, and I know some others share that desire with me as well. Um, and then family life, I again desire to catechize Geneva when she gets to talking. That could be far off. I desire to disciple my wife. I desire to love them as Christ loved the church. Um, I desire to carve out intentional times to spend with them so that way I'm not so busy with ministry and with other things that I neglect them. So these are some of my 2021 goals. And now that I've said them, I should listen to this episode multiple times in the coming weeks and keep them. Jimmy, what are some of your goals? Yeah, my first goal is to finish the discipleship curriculum that I began writing at the end of this year. It'll be published with H&E Publishing and, and one of their their publishing wings that, that they have. And essentially, it is a curriculum that takes someone through the 1689 Confession and Baptist Catechism, as I mentioned earlier, but also include inductive Bible studies that on scriptures that discuss the subjects in the confession and catechism as well as scripture memory. So I hope to have that done at least the the first draft and and have gone through it and edited many things by the first two quarters of this year. Another thing that I would like to do is learn Latin and I will actually begin doing that in a few weeks with Michael Haken or Dr. Michael Haken. 
and through a class offered by H&E Publishing. And, and I hope to be able to read some of the theologians of old who, who wrote in Latin and also use it towards a postgraduate degree, whether that be a PhD or THM. Another thing that I, I would like to do um, and I, I think is important is to get in a habit to where I consistently sleep seven hours a night. That's a very specific habit, but I, I would like to sleep seven hours or more a night. I have not consistently done that since probably my my senior or my junior year in college. So I would like to get in a better sleeping habit um, and because, I mean, it, it just leads to healthier living and also we, we need rest. <laughs> we need to sleep. So I, I want to get into that habit. Um, I would also like to read through some more of the church fathers um, that, that are recommended in the list that Matthew Barrett had provided, uh, the well-trained or well-skilled theologian list that, that, he, that he had provided. I'd like to read through most of the, the beginner works on the church fathers as well as the medieval theologians. Um, the medieval theologians especially being a place where I, I definitely lack in, in terms in comparison to other eras of the church in terms of who I've read and, and, and how well I know it. And then, yeah, I, I mostly just have nerdy, nerdy um, goals. I want to read some more philosophy books on, on some Christian metaphysics and stuff like that, because, again, I feel like that's an area where, where I lack insight as well as lack experience in, in terms of reading and things like that. So I'm going to be reading a lot more philosophy. I have a list of books that I'm going to be going through over the course of the year or or hope to go through over the course of the year, just really to, to be as well-rounded of a pastor theologian as I can possibly be. And then finally, one of the other goals that I have is I'm going to begin looking diligently for what program I'm actually going to enter into for postgraduate degree and what seminary I'm going to and begin looking into application processes and things like that, because I'm probably not going to start this coming fall, but the fall after that, I, I plan to start. And in the meantime, I'm going to be reading and learning and, and trying to write more for, for the blog and various other things just to, to keep, keep my writing skills sharp and, and, and my mind sharp as I go into a, a more advanced program. So yeah, those are my goals. Well, Jimmy, we've been talking about uh, our goals, some of our favorite episodes. We've read from the Psalter, and we have uh, read from the Catechism, or we've at least recited it. So are there any uh, concluding thoughts or any other things you have to talk about before we sign off here? Yeah, I, I just want to encourage our listeners and encourage you, Austin, that Again, as we read in, in the catechism and, and as, as we were reminded in the psalm that our hope and our joy and our comfort, it ultimately comes from God and his, his steadfast love that, that is unchanging and that manifested in, in time and history in the person and work of Jesus Christ. And if we belong to him and 
at the end of the day, that's, that's what matters. Uh, That's what matters most. I mean, if we complete all our goals and we don't belong to Christ, we have no hope in life and in death. And, and if we belong to Christ and we fail to meet some or even all the goals that we made this year, our hope is still intact because it's, it's set in Christ. Christ accomplished all that he intended to accomplish. He, he has never failed, not once, and he, he will continue not to fail his people. He will continue to be steadfast, continue to offer intercession, and one day he will return and make all things new, just as he said he would. And, and I, I think that as we go into the new year, with the news as it commonly is now, with, with social media and various things as it is now, with, with such divisiveness, with despair, with disdain and hatred being spewed um, all the time, I, I think it's important for us as Christians to remember where our hope is found. And, and it's important for us to remember that we can have joy even even in times where we're confused, even in times when we might might be frustrated or angry or or as I even despondent, maybe, that we can still have hope. Um, whether COVID continues to to wreck norms or or the response to COVID continues to wreck norms and things that we long to do and and things that we're used to, if we belong to Christ, we have hope. I mean, that's whether it be in life or in death, we have we have hope. So listener, Austin, just just remember where our hope lies. It lies not in goalkeeping or law keeping. It, it, it lies in the one who kept the law perfectly and died in our steed, rose again and will one day return. Amen. And well said. Well, we've been talking about uh, some reflections from the last year some goals that we want to set for the coming year. And uh, we want to know what goals that you might have. So uh, as we post this episode, feel free to comment about what goals that you have. Maybe you can uh, listen to this episode and look in the comments in the future and use this as a way of accountability to keep up with your goals. Um, We also are curious to know what type of episodes you want to hear from us this year. We have uh, included some uh, tweets about particular Baptist biographies that we might potentially do. Uh, if you have a specific episode that you want us to podcast about, uh, let us know about it and we will consider it. So uh, again, we want to thank you for listening to the Covenant Podcast in 2018, 19, 20, and now 2021. Thank you for listening and grace and peace to you. For additional content, check out our blog ministry at covenantconfessions.com. Also, keep up with our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Next, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Lastly, thank you for listening to the Covenant Podcast. Grace and peace to you.